Hey there, and welcome back to the show. This is Brett, and you are dialed in to Holistic Health Masterclass podcast. Um, I have been a little absent over the last couple of weeks and uh, on vacation, um, backwards, off-grid, on the farm. It's been awesome, um, but uh, looking forward to getting back into the swing of things a little bit here. And um, I don't have any announcements or anything like that. Um, let's just jump into today's episode. And... Um, Today's episode is titled Home Testing for Better Health, and I have uh, Mireille Tafone from Vivu. Uh, she is the CEO and founder, and uh, she joins me today to discuss their at-home test, and um, we'll get into some of the details in a minute. Um, this was an interesting conversation for me because I know that the home testing market and the home lab testing market is is booming right now. And, you know, I think if we wind the clock back maybe five, ten years ago, and maybe even five years ago, to be honest, you know, th this was when we saw lots of summits, right? And now we have podcasts and we've got, um, you know, obviously we've had blogs historically as well. And what I've started noticing out there is that there's a lot more people that are taking health into their own hands. And, um, you know, if we go back even further, people would historically just sort of eat right and, you know, take a multivitamin and sort of hope for the best. And as technology has advanced, um, you know, the, 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 the home testing market has exploded, but also the pricing has come down as well. And this puts us in an interesting position because, um, you know, with tests like Vivu, uh, you can really have a snapshot and a good overview of what your nutrient status is, and then you can kind of make necessary changes um, alongside that. Um, this was an interesting conversation as well for a number of different reasons. Um, and one of those reasons is this, you know, and I've spoken about this before, lab testing um, I get a lot of people that request just lab testing, right? So they don't want to work with me. They don't want to do anything. They just want like high-end lab testing. And I think it's important to point out that uh, there's different types of lab testing, right? So something like this is really looking at your nutrition status. And of course, if you are deficient in certain nutrients, you might be, you're going to present with deficiency symptoms, which we could label as disease, right? And of course, a lot of people are treating these diseases, quote unquote, um, with medication, over-the-counter drugs, etc. So this is a great tool to at least bump your nutrient status up and to kind of track that. And we do talk about um, the pros and cons of nutrient tracking and how that's sort of plugging into the changing culture here. But the other type of lab testing is more of a diagnostic type of lab testing. So when you get into things like stool testing or you're running um, toxicology tests or mold tests or what have you, you're really starting to look at more of, of, of a, the pathology of things. And you're looking to um, not necessarily a true diagnostic, but you're trying to sort of see what might be causing problems here. Um, and, and I think it's important to make that distinction here. Uh, when it comes to these types of home tests. Uh, nonetheless, um, just to give you a quick snapshot of what we talk about, we talk about um, obviously Vivu and how they sort of came to be. We talk about the accuracy of their testing, which I think is very, very important, right? Because I've seen a lot of tests out there where I've sort of tried to validate them with things that are a bit more high end and sometimes they don't match up, you know? So this is very important. Um, we talk about why test at home. Right, we talk about their biomarkers. So, what biomarkers are they actually looking for? Um, we talk a lot about the face of sort of personalized care, 
and how things are changing, um, how people are tuning more into prevention um, versus just simply looking at treatment of disease. Uh, we talk about how long-term nutrient deficiencies tie into chronic disease. And then we get into a little bit of the sort of techie stuff um, in our conversation and uh, talk a little bit about how deep learning um, teaches algorithms and that sort of stuff. And a big one, because I know a lot of you out there, you know, I've spoken about um, personalized healthcare, cloud-based technology and stuff like that in a different light, in possibly a negative light. And so I spend a good chunk of time uh, speaking with Mireille about privacy and security of our health data. And we talk about can we actually trust the cloud? And how does this look when we start syncing up with things like Apple Health and so on and so forth? So overall, I think a great um, conversation. I certainly enjoyed it. And I know a lot of you out there will um, enjoy this type of technology because it is affordable, right? It's it's very simple. It's straightforward. Uh, you can get on a monthly subscription. You can buy a pack of tests, what have you. And uh, Vivu has generously offered our community a 30% discount. Um, so you can use Masterclass 30. So that's one word, Masterclass 30. And uh, you can get 30% off your uh, order. Uh, so check out the show notes. You can go to the website and, um, yeah, everything's right there. Just uh, click on the show notes and uh, head to the website and, um, yeah, use those links. So um, I think that's about it, right? I uh, hope you enjoyed this episode. And as always, please consider sharing, um, leaving us a review, subscribing, and so on, and um, help us to get more awesome guests like Mirai. So uh, without further delay, uh, I bring to you Mirai Tefun from Vivu. Hi, Mireille. Welcome to Holistic Health Masterclass podcast. How are you today? Oh, great. Thank you so much for having me, Brett. How are you? I am good. Um, it's, I, I was just camping this weekend and we went to some pretty remote uh, place. I had no signal. I had no phone. Um, it was awesome. So uh, That's I'm, beautiful. I'm back first thing Monday morning talking to you. And um, I am excited because I know that this type of the type of thing that you're doing and the technology, um, you know, these are all coming to the forefront of healthcare now and uh, personalized care. You know, that's something that I've spoken about a lot on the show. But unfortunately, personalized care for a lot of people is is inaccessible. You know, it's very difficult. Um, that's what we were just saying off air, you know, running you know, a thousand, three thousand, five thousand dollars in lab testing and then paying someone to interpret them and then, you know, and then the supplements and the food to follow. Um, yeah, it gets expensive. And I think that this is why people are looking for things that are affordable, but also things that they can sort of take into their own hands, you know, and, and um, act upon. So we'll get we'll work our way into all of that. Um, I always like to ask people, how did you get into doing all of this stuff? That you're doing today. Yeah. How did you start testing? Yeah, how did you? Urine, right? What made you stop peeing on sticks and uh, getting data from people? Yeah. Um, so uh, let, let me briefly tell what is Bivu. Mm -hmm. And so Bivu, I in my eyes, I would say, is the future of how we interact with our health and wellness through real-time data and personalized services. And when I say real-time data, right now we get data from at-home urine tests we have that you can urinate at home, uh, scan it with your mobile app, and in under two minutes, you'll be able to get data about your magnesium intake, calcium intake, urinary pH, hydration levels, ketones, etc. And when I say personalized services is right now we have 
personalized recommendations about your data. So it provides insights about how can you improve them, etc. And we have personalized supplements in our uh, through our app. You can reach these services as well. Uh, how I started uh, is such a funny story because it was almost ten years ago. I met. Uh, with urine tests in a hospital laboratory when I was doing just an internship in a biochemistry lab. I'm a bioengineer, so it was a part of my education program. And I, I, I spent a day with urine tests. And it's, it's a funny story because I hated them. <laughs> <laughs> it was such an annoying to, to dip in urine tests to random urine samples and put it to optical readers. And after that, I, I honestly forget about them until I started to track myself in a detailed way. I got my aura, I got my upwards, I, I started to do some uh, 23andMe's, biomes, every level tests. And then I remembered those simple tests, colorimetric tests, lateral flow tests that are used in hospital laboratories, but provides a lot of data. And if it was translated into everyday language, people can actually benefit a lot. That is how, start, how it started. So what, what we thought is like, hey, Obviously, people cannot have optical readers at their home, a desktop device, it will be unreasonable. And these tests are not super easy, like easy to use. You have to dip it in a cup, like it looks like a, basically two for laboratory, not for users. So we started with urine test design, something that people can urinate on it. And with our machine learning image processing algorithm, we can capture data and analyze as um, accurate as uh, optical reader. So this is how we were born, basically, out of curiosity, biohacking, and looking for basically how can I improve myself? How can I, I feel better? Why can't I feel, I don't know, uh, consistently uh, happy or calm majority of the time? Which minerals I'm lacking? Which vitamins I'm lacking? Etc. Like so many mm. questions creative yeah well and that's good to know i mean there's a lot of uh, these types of things that are popping up but i definitely haven't seen anything as um you know to the point as what you're doing and i think for um, people obviously you can check out the show notes you can link to the website and you can see exactly how it works but it's very straightforward i mean i did my test um thank you for for sending that to me by the way and so um yes i did it it literally took me like two minutes um i scored uh well so that that's good i'm doing the right things um I, i'll get into a couple of the points in just a second but basically i mean you get um you get a strip it's it's pretty cool looking by the way the um it's almost like these mosaic uh, type of colors on a on a pee stick you urinate on it and then you scan it with your phone which then reads through the app right so first of all i thought that was quite interesting um you know the the whole idea of taking a picture of something. So so perhaps let's talk about that because I mean we have a very educated audience here. I think the first thing that everyone's going to ask is how accurate is it, right? So obviously, yeah. right, we want accuracy. Obviously customers do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so um you know basically the the colors change a little bit and then you're scanning that with the phone and then that the the app is translating that. So I don't know if you wanted to speak to that a little bit. Yeah, uh, I'm sure in the audience, like majority of you uh, used or heard keto tests, uh, the technology is super similar to that. Basically, when in the presence of analyte and based on the amount of the analyte, uh, the, the squares change color and each color has a meaning in terms of a level in a scale. Yeah. So uh, our image processing works as when you scan this strip, maybe 
uh, you did it yourself as well. Yeah. It, it captures some images and it sends it back to our server. The reason we make this whole um, image processing in server because we have heavy machine learning models that cannot be run at your phone. So it goes to our servers and get, gets analyzed. And how it works is we obviously use millions of data points to compare yours to predict the closest result and this is a part of a big part of our technology analyzing that color change because as you can imagine it, it it's get affected from the environment mobile phone model you have and lightning conditions yeah. so to minimize all of these effects um, we are using machine learning and ai uh, for image processing purposes and we have actually a pretty good accuracy from parameter to parameter it changed but it's starting from 88% to 99% range from parameter to parameter. Some of them like hydration, pH, we have so many data points and they're close to 99%. And the new metrics such as magnesium, calcium, et cetera, they're above 90%, but it's getting better and better with more data. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And and I mean, look, here's the other thing uh, that I, I think about as a clinician is, let's say someone did a test like this, and we'll talk about those analytes in just a second. That might prompt me, um, for example, let's say calcium or what have you was too low, right? That might then prompt me to actually go and get like a blood test. Or if yeah. it, that, that would, that's what I would do anyway. If something here was off, like um, I could actually then go and follow up and uh, maybe expand on that, you know? So the way I look at this is one thing, it's one thing to sort of take all of this into your own hands, but you know, there's, there's gonna be people who are very well educated and knowledgeable, and then there's gonna be people who are not at all. And so this might open the door into investigating some other things that might be driving your, your health issues. Um, at least that's, that's how I such see a it. great point. Yeah. We will, as, as, as you experience yourself, we will don't tell you what your condition is or mm -hmm. doesn't tell you you're deficient in anything. Obviously, we can't see deficiency yeah. as well from urine. We see a daily intake. And when I say like, we don't literally measure your magnesium in your urine, but we mm -hmm. also measure your creatinine levels. And based on your body metrics, some of the parameters have formulations, complex formulations of your daily intake for that specific uh, mineral or vitamin, or yeah. uh, if it's in case specific gravity, which means your hydration levels, uh, we are looking at the electrolyte and, uh, and water basically. Um, balance urinary ph is pretty simple so every mm -hmm. metric has their own formulations and some of them relies on multiple metrics multiple scores in your head but again if your calcium is low even in the app it says like your mm -hmm. intake of calcium is low and a good way to understand is okay am i chronically deficient is a serious question and you you might be facing a lot of side effects of that deficiency, then you should definitely go and consult your doctor, healthcare professionals. Sure. Vivo is more about a mirror about your daily lifestyles, how it's reflecting it back to you. Uh, so exactly like a mirror about what you do. Maybe you realize from your results as well. Mm -hmm. If I eat some salty nuts 
or maybe some dirty like chips, etc. I see my salt increase, acidity uh, increase, etc. Your hydration changes. You can see all of these easily uh, at your home comfort, and that's the beauty of Vivo. I think yeah. insights about your everyday life, so it becomes a learned habit for you. What you eat, how it, how does it affect your body? You started to understand the dynamics between these. Mm. And I like that because I, I think you know, and that segues into something else. You know, I mean, the whole idea of personal tracking. Right. I mean, I think that's that's becoming very, very popular nowadays is how can I track myself? And I think if I, you know, if I go back 20 years, I mean, people would do food journals. Right. You know, and that that's kind of like, oh, write all yeah. my food journals down and what supplements I'm taking. And that's kind of where it would stop. And then they would sort of look back and go, oh, you know, I did good this week or. But now, you know, as we sort of move forward in time, we've got, um, you know, I mean, the, the technological advancements that we've had. Um, just in the last like three years have been crazy to watch. You know, there's so much now in the world of testing and tracking and stuff like that, right? Yeah. The problem with food journaling, because I did a lot of times, it's like mm, continuing it is pretty challenging. As you know, you lose motivation at one point. Because when you think about it, uh, Vivo has so many competitors. And I think food journal is one of them because you can calculate how much vitamin C you took that day from all the things you ate. Uh, Vivo is just making that step a little bit simpler for you. Yeah. It's it, it's not like this or that, but both would be even more, I think, mm-hmm. uh, insightful. Journaling your food, looking at your results, and you can match the uh, basically data to get better insights. Not just your food, but how were you feeling that day? How did you sleep? Like, did you sleep well? Mm-hmm. Journaling, these are nice, yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think, um, you know, just to piggyback on that, like the way I, I think about it as well, it's one thing if you're eating right, you know, so people, a lot, everyone I work with in clinic, you know, I eat right, I eat well, I don't understand. But if you're not absorbing and assimilating and actually processing all of these nutrients, then you yeah. might be getting them into your mouth, but they're not actually getting into the cells or getting into your, your bloodstream for that matter. Um, which, you know, you might present with deficiencies, even though you're eating the nutrients, right? So what I like about this is it's more of a downstream sort of test, you know, it's Mm -hmm. like shows you what's happening on the back end of it all, um, which I think is great. So, um, so I'm going to just briefly rattle off the nine markers here. So you've got calcium, uh, you've got pH, you've got hydration, protein, oxidative stress, which I like. I think that's a, that's a huge marker for people. Um, ketones, and then I think there was uh, vitamin C, magnesium, and then your salt intake as well, right? Uh, did I get all of those? Yeah, correct. Yeah? Okay. You got them all. Awesome. Um, so just for people, because I know they're going to come and check out the website and stuff like that, um, and I don't need to get granular on each of these analytes, to, to be perfectly honest. Um, they're very straightforward. A couple of questions for you. Um, what made you choose these particular markers mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and not like add on others or leave some of these things out? Yeah, we have a really um, layered uh, selection process because... Uh, first, there must be a market need. Second, mm. are there colorimetric uh, indicators for that marker? Mm. If there is, can we see it in urine uh, for 24 hours or spot urine? Because like there are so many elements of like for us to put a metric into our product. Also, if like for example, we can see iron in urine, but it doesn't give us information about your deficiency or intake. So measuring iron in your urine for us at the moment with the clinical data we have, yeah, I mean, yeah. 
it makes no sense, even though there are colorimetric tests and it can be seen in urine and people want it. So again, it, it has to be requested by customers or people. It, it must be a need uh, for general wellness tracking. Mm -hmm. It has to be um, captured in spot urine through formulation to 24-hour urine. It should be also reflecting some kind of data about deficiency intake, uh, a marker about that you can take an action on and improve. Right. Okay. Then um, that makes total sense. Um, the other question I had was, so let's just come back to my my test, right? So the there were two things that were high, and that was calcium and magnesium. And most people mm -hmm. would go, oh, good for you, right? Um, but but I was looking at it, and I'm sort of like, oh, that's weird, because I don't really take any calcium supplements at all. I don't eat a ton of dairy, you know, so I was like, where's all the magnesium? Uh, or where's all the calcium coming from? And even magnesium, I'm not, you know, I, I, I don't take like tons of magnesium on a daily basis. So um, so I was wondering, I mean, if that's showing up high in the urine, is, is that showing me that I have an excess, do you think? Or um, could that be that my body's flushing these out for some reason? And it's, there's a lot hmm. more showing in the urine. Can it be an absorption problem, you're saying? Which, which, uh, or or diuretics, to... you know, like diuretics. Like mm -hmm. if you're doing, uh, not that I'm doing a lot of it, but I'm just wondering if you drink a couple of cu cups of coffee, right? And then I take that test mm -hmm. two hours later. Is that going to show higher amounts because maybe I'm like getting rid of it? I, I don't know. Um, just some, some it thoughts. It also depends like if it's a morning urine or during the day. We see that more in the morning urine because it's much more dense. Uh, okay. We can see high in calcium and magnesium. Um, again, though, it, it, it looks like you have sufficient intake, but if you have absorption problems, we have to keep dive it with, the, with mm. your diet as well. Because... Okay. Um, not just a diet, but you said you're not taking any supplements, right? Not 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 calcium and magnesium. No, I mean definitely <laughs> not in large amounts. So it's the same case for me, but I, I take a lot of supplements for yeah. both magnesium and calcium. I consume dairy. I consume nuts. Um, so for calcium and magnesium, I I have I'm eating excessively. I know, and my results correlate. But if you're not, if you if you believe you're not consuming enough, and if you're still excreting maybe you can look into your absorption and that is a more complex job you have to oh, yeah, basically totally. do a food yeah. food journal and maybe co compare it with vivo yeah that yeah. can be okay. a good yeah time. um and and i guess um you know if and that's a good point that you mentioned about morning urine um is there a preferred time or do you just suggest that people try and take it at the same time every day um when they when they are taking those tests um, there, there is two answers for this. Like personally, I would recommend whatever you're trying to track. Let's say you're trying to understand your sodium levels before and after exercise or mm, your okay. ketone levels if you're doing a specific diet at night before you sleep or your hydration levels when you woke up or uh, during the day, in, during the work, work day. So based on the metric you're trying to understand, like deep dive, I think mm -hmm. timing can change. Obviously, taking in similar times in similar days gives you a much better long-term trend if you don't have any specific um, question you have in your mind. You can just basically take at the same times every week and you can see the uh, basically trends 
what what is changing is it constant how did it affect everything i did in last week how did it affect my results this week okay and that makes sense um so yeah i like that as well so there's a little bit of flexibility in terms of what you're trying to um track and that sort of stuff like for me i'm not you know calcium intake's not all that important for me personally um because i know i'm eating a whole foods diet i'm probably getting enough just for my food and i think that for a lot of people they're taking a lot uh, too much calcium right because we've been we've been led uh, well not led to believe but there's this paranoia around calcium intake so i find that a lot of people are taking calcium mm. supplements they're eating lots of dairy um but uh, that that all needs to be balanced with magnesium right so i like that you have both of those things on there um, and and your D. you would think yeah. that by the way but like nearly 70 percent of americans are not meeting their they their daily recommended calcium intake and 60% is not meeting with their magnesium. Magnesium, yeah, fact, for sure. Yeah. 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 And funny fact, like 93% of Americans overconsume salt. But again, if, if you're a, a relatively healthy person, you will probably see the opposite results. You can see higher calcium, magnesium, and lower sodium levels because of the, you know, learned uh, habits of don't put too much, so much salt, don't put too much salt, and it becomes a habit in you. And if you're cooking at home, you might be not getting enough salt, even yeah. though 90% of the population is overtaking and it's killing 2.5 million people yeah. in a year. And yeah. you know, it's so funny you say that because that was the one that was like a slightly low was my salt intake. So it's, um, mm. yeah, and I'm not I don't pay like that much attention to salt, but I also don't really eat processed foods all that much. And I mm. don't really eat out a lot in that sort of thing. So um, I think that's, you know, cooking at home probably has a lot to do with that, for sure. Um, so let's talk about something else. So what happens? Um, people run this test and they get all these results back and they start freaking out, right? And they go, oh my gosh, what should I do? Like, what am I supposed to do now? How can people, you know, because I've always said this as well, like data is is important and it, it's good that we can track this type of data. But I also find people will go down rabbit holes, right? So they might go, oh my gosh, I'm dealing with this and that. And then I've run this test and now these things are coming back as out of range. What should I do? Um, any tips or... Hmm. Like, would you panic if you see, if you look at your Apple Watch and see, oh my God, I did just 600 steps today. Oh my God, no, I should have done 10,000. Mm -hmm, like, mm -hmm. uh, it's it's a similar thing. Like, it, it's just, we, we can't blame ourselves, literally, or feel panicked because maybe, like, when you look at the general diet, it's almost impossible to get vitamin C with the processed food, like I sometimes observe people's diet, they they wake up, have some oatmeal, let's say, or something, whatever, eggs and bacon, mm -hmm. and they go to lunch, have a pizza or something, pasta, whatever. At night, they order another Chinese food, etc. Like you didn't get any vitamin no. C. It, it's, it, it's not that easy as it looks. Like we have this misconception of, oh, we have amazing food, so nutrient-rich nowadays, we get everything already. No, we're not. Actually, we're getting less. And because of the cold chain um, process that when we collect food from the field, like let's think a green pepper, which is super rich in vitamin C, I have them in my garden. I just eat them yeah, fresh. Yeah. And I know they're super rich in vitamin C, but once you collect them, and put it to trucks, send it to warehouse, uh, it already loses over 90% of its vitamin C content. Then you buy it from a store, put it to your fridge and leave it for another week. And <laughs> basically you're eating a whole food, but not getting the best of it. So um, 
so you shouldn't be panicked just because a level is low or if your hydration is low mm-hmm. or your pH is alkaline, you should try to understand, okay, why did this happen? Uh, what, what did I do? Like, it, that's why I'm saying it should be like a mirror to reflect, not to shame you, punish you, or yeah. Vivo yeah. is there to encourage you to eat better, be healthier, enjoy your life. I'm hearing amazing feedback from our customers. Oh my God. Since I started to take magnesium supplementation because Vibu told me I was low, I'm sleeping better and I have less mood swings, which like which is a great way to like uh, improve your life. Yeah. It's a simple test and simple data. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that because, um, you know, I see people running a lot of tests. I mean, I get requests from people. Can I run this test? Can I run that test? Can you can you help me out? And I always say to people, you know, it's um, when people get negative results, then all of a sudden they recoil a lot of them, you know, and they sort of go, oh, my gosh, now there's all the stuff going on and what could happen. And we sort of get wrapped up in, in a lot of fear about what might happen. And, you know, when I look at um, genetic testing is another good example, right? They're very, very popular now and people run those genetic tests and they go, oh, my gosh, I have a predisposition for whatever it is. That means I'm going to get whatever it is, right? And so I look at this and and what I'm really getting at here is there's one part of medicine, if you want to look at it like that, is treatment, right? So we want to treat things mm. as they pop up and you know, we're treating disease and symptoms and whatever else. But there's a whole nother part that people are slowly starting to really catch on to and that's prevention. You know, so if we think about these things like nutrient deficiencies don't happen overnight, you know, it, they, they happen mm-hmm. over longer, especially minerals and stuff like that. You know, they take a long time to become deficient. But then when they present with the symptoms, you know, these symptoms are really what we call disease. And so yeah. um, so I you it's know, already I, too late. Right. Right. And so then, then it's, it's too late. But it's also, you know, instead of treating those diseases and symptoms with drugs or surgery or what have you. You know, we need to put gas back in the tank. You know, we need to we need to yeah. replenish those nutrients. And I think something like this, you know, you've got nine biomarkers on a very, very straightforward test. I think this is a, is a fantastic tool for people um, to be able mm-hmm. to at least look at it from a higher level. Right. So high level stuff and yeah. then, um, you know, take action, um, which is what I love. Like it, empowering, you know, in that sense. Yeah. yeah Long term uh, inefficient daily intake will result in deficiency. So uh, I, I think everybody can make that logic. And, mm-hmm. and once you're really deficient on something, you might realize after 65, you know, like one in four women and one in 20 men are getting osteoporosis after 65. But you never checked if you're getting enough calcium, you never journal, and it's too late at that point. You get, Let's say you're a woman, you gave birth, and you, you supplement in that period, but that was it. And for the majority of your life, you didn't even think what is calcium. And that's, I think, what the biggest job of Vivu is not providing, I don't know, like tests and everything. The biggest mm-hmm. job of Vivu is to teach the importance of these small nutrients uh, that are when you don't get them enough or when you get them too much or let's say Mm -hmm. um, you don't get it from the right sources or you don't have the absorption in your body in long term it it might result into really horrible diseases like magnesium like as an example it is functioning in more than 600 enzymatic reactions everywhere in your body from your nerves from your i don't know digestive like everywhere in your body magnesium is functioning same for calcium, we think bones, but like your nervous system, mm-hmm. uh, like 
it's, it's, it's con these are all connected and sometimes missing one uh, can be a huge disaster or maybe sometimes missing 10, you won't even realize for decades and it will pop up in later ages. That is the, that is the actually like awareness part of Vivo is so important. I hope while you're playing with the app, like reading, like what does this mean? Okay, if I follow this advice, how much I can improve, etc. Yeah, mm -hmm. that kind mm -hmm. of mindset. Yeah. So again, um, and you know that that is such an important point to remember for people. You know, the the end road, like once we actually get diagnosed with diseases and stuff like that, that's like coming to the end of the road. You know, but it took you many years to get there, and there were all of these signs and symptoms along the way. And what I love about what we do and what I'm doing, especially as well in, in a clinical setting, is you can see some of these things, you know, with these types of this type of technology, nutrient deficiencies. I mean, this is really some of the early stages for a lot of people or middle stages. And so you might not have made the connection between, you know, high salt intake and blood pressure yet, or you might not even know what your salt intake is like. Um, so uh, having that information on hand and then having something that you can do about it, I think is is awesome. Um, a couple of um, questions. Do you have any other markers that you're working on that you're going to bring into this test? And don't, course, don't feel like you course. have to answer that. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to put you on the spot. I won't tell what they are, but <laughs> okay. yes, of course, constantly, because... Um, and Vivo has to always evolve and get, even for the current markers we have, for example, oxidative stress you highlighted, mm. we um, track MDA there, which is malondaldehyde. It's a byproduct of lipid peroxidation and it, it is just one marker, but we're looking for more markers to work together. It, you will still see oxidative stress, but under that you will see breakdown of all the markers that affects that result. So yeah, we keep working on, a new, not just on a nutrient space, but they're also looking into other spaces, like how can we make it easier for consumers to track themselves at home? Yeah. Mm, okay. And then um, the other question was, because I know it's on people's mind, is um, privacy and security. You know, obviously we're no. submitting data to the cloud and what have you. So I don't know if you have any um, thoughts to share on that. Well, I, I totally understand, by the way, like I did, as I told you before, I did majority of tests out there and I have this fake name and a fake email address and mm. I'm registering them with those because you don't even trust the biggest of the biggest, like 23andMe, et cetera. Yeah. There are a couple of elements in this, in this case, like obviously as companies, we have responsibility to first protect data, encrypt it carefully and build a structure and a team that understands the sensitivity of this data. As you might know, 98% of the leaks happens from inside for the for mm, tech companies. Okay. Because nobody will come and hack your super secure Amazon servers. And even if they hack, they will only find super encrypted, uh, unmeaningful, can't be matched with personal data information. Uh, what we should be really careful is building the protocols within the company and obviously with the technology to prevent these these leakages uh, for vivo uh, this is this is one of the most most important topics for us every day we're always updating us ourselves and the world is changing so fast too like gdpr mm -hmm. changes every day like us has all the states have their own laws like california uh, released 
new laws. So this is a sensitive topic. All I can say is obviously, if you go to our website, you can see that uh, our privacy policy and how we protect your data. But there is also the second layer of, um, we're also recommending your personalized supplements mm. with your fully encrypted data. I think that is a, an important area too, because let's say this is my supplement, it says Mirai's formula, mm. but in the process of making this, all the data is protected and encrypted and machines are actually getting the data in an anonymized way to get the supplements. So even in, in the in the details or side businesses we have, this is something we really care about. I know at the moment it looks like what will someone do with Mirai's urinary pH data? But first you can never know with accumulated data, how can it be used against to you by insurance companies, right. by healthcare yeah. providers. So we always have to be cautious. And as consumers, I think it's a really fair question because uh, we didn't question these enough in the early products like variables, genetic tests, et cetera. So I'm really happy consumers questioning this area at the moment and trying to protect their data as well. Mm -hmm. Well, um, and hopefully that gives uh, enough people some security, um, but obviously they can check out all of the um, the links on your website and that sort of stuff. Um, I think, uh, is there anything else that you feel like we like we missed out on or anything else that you want to bring up? Um, we can maybe um, talk about some of the metrics if you want or... Sure. Um, I mean, going into detail in maybe self-tracking and how it's affecting the current culture, etc. Whatever you want. Yeah, um, I think uh, I, I don't think I want to get uh, too deep into the metrics um, for the simple fact mm -hmm. that I do. You know, we do have a fairly educated audience, so they'll be able to piece a lot of that stuff together just by looking at the website um, and health tracking. Yeah, if you wanted to speak on any of that um, health tracking in current culture, mm -hmm. um, that would be good. Because mm -hmm. it, it, is, it is changing, like now variables, not just variables, like simple at-home lab tests found really good reach, even though they're a little bit expensive. Mm -hmm. Are you suffering also from this? Like I want to do a simple test that a package comes to my home, I collect my blood with like little pay, like they're really great tools now to collect your blood, but then you pay $150, $160 for a simple test like vitamin D test. And yeah. you feel like, oh my God, how will I repeat this like monthly basis, etc. That That is, I think, one of the biggest problem because when you look at these businesses, um, lab cost maybe is $20, $30 of it, but they have mm. to ship twice, they have to market their product, user acquisition, and the customers have to burden the whole cost, Yeah, which looks a little bit unfair, right? Yeah, I mean, I that's what I see, you know, as as a functional medicine practitioner, I mean, people are coming to me and they want information. Um, I, I still think that we're, um, you know, I think about stool testing, right? So that that's a good example, mm. stool testing, right? So you've got things like Viome out there. You've got some of these other, um, you know, Ombre. I, I, yeah, yeah, there's a whole Try bunch of them that yeah, you can kind of do, you, you know, you can do them at home. Um, and I think there's two things to say, like, obviously, the costs will will slowly come down, 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 you know, I mean, they, they will, they're starting to come down to some degree, but obviously, there's going to be some cutoff at the bottom, right, where you just can't, the company has to make money, the, the, it does cost something, yeah. you know, etc. Um, but I think there's, there's something else that I think about anyway, in terms of tracking, and in terms of what you just uh, mentioned, you know, there's, there's professional 
lab testing that goes very, very deep where you need a skilled clinician to interpret that, mm. you know, metabolic functioning and what is the interrelationship yeah. between gut bacteria and the microbiome and so on. And so I think, you know, what, what, uh, so there's that, there's the interpretation side of things. And I think that um, when people are sick, even before that, you know, you can do this preventatively, but when people are sick and they're really looking for deeper answers, you might have to spend the money on something that's more broad spectrum, that's deeper, et cetera, depending on what you're dealing with. And then you're going to have to work with a healthcare provider to really fine tune things Life and come yourself. up. Yeah, and, and come up with something. And I find that, um, you know, even clinicians out there, there's still this idea of treating the labs, right? So it's like we could just get a lab result and just treat the labs. And it's like, well, take a step back and zoom out, you know. And so now we can look at the data, but relative to the symptoms, relative to the lifestyle, to the diet, et cetera, and we can mm -hmm. come up with more of a plan. But then there's the other side of it. And I think that, um, and that sort of brings us back to what you're doing, which I think is great because there is a, a large segment of the population that are already somewhat healthy, that are already doing the right things, that are eating well, that are exercising, et cetera. And that for that demographic, they maybe don't need a $500 stool test or comprehensive, you know, testing. Maybe for them, they've already, their baseline of health is maybe already at 70, 80 or 90% somewhere around there. And they're just looking for ways that they can fine tune or track um, their progress or, or the management of their health, right? As opposed to mm -hmm. management of disease, which I think is um, yeah. an important distinction. So... It's a good point, but like, yeah, like diagnostics and tracking, healthy track, health tracking, it's two different, different areas, things, two yeah, separate areas. Yeah, yeah. And it's also resulting as data are in the two separate places as well, mm. which means when you go to doctor, you get some tests, it's in your, I don't know, uh, in your system with the hospital, Yeah, but yeah. it's it's just data floating just somewhere there. around yeah. there. And your, your Apple Health has all your data, your Vivo has data, your ordering has data and so on. Again, I, I see this as if we can somehow merge all of this data, even just showing to consumer, like they, they will be seeing a lot of different patterns. But on top of that, if clinicians could analyze that data, they could see mm -hmm. a lot of great insights. It, it's so surprising when you go to doctor, they don't ask you, are you, are you hydrated? No. Uh, when is your period starting in the similar times every month is it is it a good like irrelevant stuff but everything can be a symptom if, if you don't have the data yeah. you won't be able to know yeah well i mean look this is the difference between healthcare versus disease management right and um yeah. you know unfortunately that's the world we live in um where you know, Western medicine is great for many different things, um, you know, for treating emergency situations. Um, if you break your leg, if you're you know, having a baby mm -hmm. or something, like, it's fantastic yeah. for all of these things. But unfortunately, they're not really geared up for the management and treatment of chronic degenerative diseases, which are mostly lifestyle diseases, which are mostly nutrition related um, diseases, they they just don't have the tools for that. And it's not their fault. They were never taught those tools. You know, it's just it is what it is. Mm. But now we have a population that is is becoming far more knowledgeable about some of the stuff that we're talking about there. There's a lot more information on nutrition these days. Um, I think if we look over the course of the pandemic, you know, that's really highlighted uh, to a lot of people. You know, how can I keep myself healthy? How can I keep myself mm. more resilient, stronger, etc.? And um, I think that nutrition um, plays a key part in all of that. Y you know, it's mm -hmm. like just like 
eating junk food all the time and then worrying about contracting the next, you know, contagion. Um, it, you know, it doesn't make any sense. It's like keep yourself as healthy as you possibly can and then you've got something to work off, you know. And yeah. that, that's why I do, that, that's why I love um, this type of technology. Um, and you, you mentioned something else, like bringing all of the stuff together. Um, does this, does your app sync with the health apps and stuff like that or anything else? Um, yes. At yeah. the moment, you can sync it with Apple Health and Google Fit, which gives all, uh, obviously uh, your step data, heart rate, your sleep. Um, and as you know, we have metrics such as magnesium, hydration, even vitamin C affecting sleep. And we have your sleep score. So we are trying to analyze it deeper and deeper uh, how it's affecting each other. Uh, we are planning to bring more mood like um, questionnaires into the app. So there will be more data to give you better insights. Because for people to give you insights, we will also require data and understand your patterns and your lifestyle as well. Right. Okay. Yeah. And that makes sense. Um, well, I think um, that's a good conversation. I think we can wrap things up there. And I know that you have, um, I think we have a discount code for people. Um, Masterclass 30, I think is is what the code is. Um, Yes, uh, yeah. for, for all of you guys, it's a 30% discount if you want to try Vivo. And I have to say, like, Vivo is one of the most affordable tools out, tools out there. A test starts from $5. It's like a coffee, basically. Mm -hmm. So please, um, if, if you're interested in trying, but if you can't afford it, or if you have questions, you can always DM us from Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, Vivo app. You can find us everywhere. And thank you so much for listening. Yeah. And I'll uh, put all of those links down there um, in the show notes, including the um, discount code. And uh, I hope that, um, yeah, go and check out the website. It's very straightforward. There's some good information on there as well. And um, I think I have a few more tests left in the kit that I got. So I'm going to uh, track a couple of things and see um, where I land up. And uh, um, I'm always like the worst case study. Uh, you know, I feel like I take these tests and I'm like, oh, man, I'm like 80 percent, 90 percent there, you know, um, whereas uh, sometimes not that I secretly wish I had more stuff going on. But uh, sometimes, you know, you want more stuff to work on. Right. And uh, maybe that's the nature of the biohacker. I don't well, know. <laughs> you can both work on your soul. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm going to work on those couple of things for sure. And sort of see exactly um, where and you know, it's funny you say that because actually, once I saw that I was like, Oh, maybe I'm gonna just like drink a little bit of salt water in the morning, just a little bit and just kind of see um, how that goes. Uh, so I'm still there. I'm still in the process of doing some stuff like that. But uh, we'll see where we land up. So uh, Mireille, thank you so much for your time today and for joining me on the podcast. It was great to meet you and to um, talk all about Vivu. Thank you so much, Brett. All right. Have and for uh, everyone else out there, um, thanks so much for tuning into the show. And as always, if you like today's episode, um, please uh, leave us a review, subscribe, and um, share this with your friends, your family, and your community. And don't forget, uh, we have that discount code, uh, which you can find in the show notes. Uh, that is all one word, Masterclass30. And uh, you can use that when you uh, check out on the website. Okay. So thanks, everyone, for tuning in. And you have a beautiful day wherever you are.